0: All right, so why am I up here? Well, I think this story might explain it all. You ready? Mm -hmm. A teacher here in Massachusetts uh, was talking to one of their their students uh, in a kindergarten class. Five-year-old brought a bag to uh, share with the teacher and the rest of the class. Uh, it was a uh, it was a plastic bag decorated with Spider-Man. And he brought it into his kindergarten class, show and tell, He said, um, teacher, you have to try this. And everybody, you have to try this. Just stick your finger in it and put it in your mouth and you turn into Spider-Man. Well, as it turns out, it was a bag of heroin. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, the teacher didn't think it was a good idea to have everybody stick their finger in it. Uh, Now, uh, the father of the boy uh, has had a finger stuck someplace uh, in him uh, as well uh, as he went to jail for endangerment and, of course, uh, uh, heroin. What are all of the things that are going on in the world? Uh, What is the solution? And we can go to these really complex solutions. We can we can say we got to change the whole system. We we have, to, we have to be socialist. No, no, we've got to strengthen the capitalism. None of these things are going to work. Voting for this guy or that guy, none of them will work. What we have to do is remember who we are. And we have to decide, are we Christopher Columbus before he arrives here? Because before he arrives here, He is on truly a mission from God. He is everything in his diary that he wrote at the time, not after, not revisionist, but in his diary at the time. He is a humble, humble man who is being led by God and he knows what his mission is. Then he arrives and the minute he arrives, he's bitten by the gold bug. By the time he finally walks on, the actual Americas he's so deeply down with the gold bug. It's, it's, it's a horror show, but are we Columbus after he arrives or before he arrives? Are we, are we Jamestown? Did we come here for the gold and for the riches and for the fame and the titles and everything else that would be bestowed upon us? Or are we here because this is a blessed land and we are a blessed people to be living here. And look at the things that we can create. I'm going I'm to give you a line from William Bradford. Now, William Bradford was the head of the Plymouth Plantation. And here's what he said. Thus, out of the small beginnings, greater things have been produced by his hand that made all things of nothing and gives being to all things that are. And as one small candle may light a thousand, so the light here kindled hath shone unto many in some sort or, or our whole nation. Let the glorious name of Jehovah have all the praise. So what he's saying here is, what happened? We didn't do. We, we were just living certain principles that made all of these things work. And we remembered That we shouldn't get the glory for it. That we're just the ones who just happen to be lucky enough and loyal enough to those principles and those and and he who gave those principles to us to be able to use those principles and make something out of nothing. As he does. And that little candle will light up. You'll become a bright shining city on the hill. And if, if you forget, you become a byword. If we forget, and we have forgotten, I am. Um, I've talked about this for years, but I don't think it's. I don't think it could be any more important than this year. I'm here in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Not only because it's the 400th anniversary of the landing on Plymouth Rock, but next year it will be the, sorry, next year is the 400th anniversary. In 2021 will be the first, uh, 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving. So they landed next year, 400 years ago, and they struggled and they died. And the and the Native Americans helped them. And they became friends. And they worked together. And they had great crops. And they weren't going to have another winter of death. And so they gave thanks. This year, it's important for us to remember... Who we are. So in 2021, we can also celebrate the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving by giving him thanks for the miracles that we will see in 2020. I don't know what those miracles are, but if you are a thinking person and you're an honest person, you know that it's going to take miracles for us to turn things around for us to just survive as a nation. Our history has, has all but been stolen from us. Our kids don't have any idea what real history is. They don't know who people are. They don't know who the pilgrims were. I want you to go to a website 400 th h four the number four zero zero th.org 400th.org This is a place where you can start your journey and and look and see what you need to read at your Thanksgiving table. You can get a PDF there and it it has everything that you need for your Thanksgiving table. The stories that you tell it's very short it, but it's packed full of all kinds of stuff. But start the tradition. You must teach your children the truth about how we started. We did not start coming for gold. We did not start coming for dominion over others. We didn't. In the room that I'm sitting in right now, this is where the first treaty with the Native Americans began. In this, in this room, on this spot. And it is remarkable to me that most people don't know that that treaty was broken by the Native Americans, not the pilgrims. We had a 54-year-old treaty with them and peace with them. But we were changing their culture, and the chief didn't like that because the part of the culture that we were changing was getting rid of torture. Don't You're going to kill your enemy. Don't torture them. And it wasn't us that said it. It was the Indians who saw the the pilgrims and learned what they taught and realized that's not in line with anything good. And that's why the Native American chief had to go to war with the pilgrims. But the Native Americans are part of our story and they are a part of the healing of our nation. And so I urge you to go to 400th.org and you'll see books about the pilgrims that you need to share with your kids uh, and, uh, and, and, and everything else. And you are responsible for it because nobody else is going to do it. You are responsible. They will not get this from school. They most likely won't even get it from church. You are responsible for keeping this story alive.
1: That explains why you're at Plymouth today. That doesn't explain what. So why were you at Gettysburg over the weekend? What was that about? I wonder.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that was. all. So let me just tell you a quick story. All right. And, And without answering your question. The first Thanksgiving happened here right around the front yard of where I'm sitting, this house. And uh, and it was truly a thanksgiving for God and for others that we served and served us and helped us get through this time of peril. Then we had George Washington. And George Washington put a proclamation together that was about thanksgiving and a covenant just as the pilgrims made a covenant george washington made a covenant when he raised his hand to the square and he added the words so help me god what happened before and after he took the oath of office he made a covenant we will be your people and you'll be our god and that covenant is an if then proposition. If you do these things, then these things will happen. You can believe in God or not believe in God. You can believe in that there's just certain mechanics that that work. It's why socialism doesn't work. It goes against the very nature of the universe itself. It goes against the human nature as man, as an animal. It doesn't work. It goes against the spirit of man because it closes down your spirit. It actually, it makes you um, less likely to help others. So he made a covenant. And then just when we needed it again, Abraham Lincoln made one at Gettysburg. And we must renew the covenant. If we're going to survive, we must renew the covenant. And next year, I will tell you part one this week. And after Thanksgiving, I will tell you all of it and tell you how you can uh, become involved. And um, But we're going to uh, do Restoring the Covenant. And... Uh, the part that we can announce today is we are going to be here in, in Plymouth, Massachusetts uh, in the last week of June of next year. And we're going to be here for the last few days on that weekend before the 4th of July. Uh, and we are going to be participating in and enjoying some of the things that uh, the Plymouth Rock Foundation are doing to get us prepared to restore the covenant, to have us understand true history. If you're anywhere in this area next summer, I invite you to come to the 400th anniversary of the American pilgrimage in Plymouth, Massachusetts. It's June 28th through June 30th, 2020. And join us here. Um, That's all I'm going to announce today. But I am telling you, Uh, This has been on my heart for a long time and the miracles that have happened recently in the last six months to make all of these things come together have been astounding. So join us in Plymouth, Massachusetts next summer. Um, I don't know if I would make my plans quite yet. Just put that on your calendar. Save the date uh, because there's other things to follow. That's June 28th through June 30th. Save the date for next year. More in just a second. First, I want to talk to you a little bit about my pillow. Oof, I stayed at a hotel here last night. Uh, uh welcome to the program. Do you have do you have like ten minutes? But you can? Okay, good. So Pat, have yes. you have you been to Plymouth? Never, no. It is stunning it's like have you ever been to nantucket or martha's vineyard no uh,
1: pretty much every weekend Glenn. okay yeah right. no i no, no. you've never been never okay been. so
0: i've been and imagine <laughs> that place without all the snobs
1: really wow yeah,
0: that's nice. nice that's like this place it is so beautiful i can't mm. even imagine there was a nor'easter that blew in it's a little cold here right now mm-hmm. um but i can't imagine what this place is like in the summer it is it is really really beautiful um, and just a great little town right on the water uh, what i can 't imagine is they came in December. The pilgrims came in December on this boat, and they lived on that boat in the harbor uh during the winter <sighs> i can 't i can 't even i can 't get my arms around the smell of that boat in the oh, first place oh man. Um, but I also mm. can't imagine living in the harbor on an open boat in this
1: weather. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine our wives uh, in oh, uh, under gosh. those conditions? I'm oh, I mean, if it's 70 degrees in our house, burr, I'm cold. It's cold. Burr. <laughs> uh, can, if, they, if they had conditions my like is that. This, my is oh, so much. Man. You
0: know what? Can I tell you something? uh there comes a point in a woman's life where they stop saying that at least temporarily really yeah like well maybe like every 10 minutes i'm boiling hot i'm boiling hot i'm boiling hot then 10 minutes later it's i'm freezing i'm freezing yeah Yeah. uh however uh you know i enjoy (laughs) those 10 minutes when she's not saying i'm cold (laughs) yes how did how did these guys get women onto the mayflower Crazy.
2: You know how cold it's going to be? You
0: know, one question I do have, and maybe you know the answer to this, Pat. Why would they leave 60 days before winter? It took them 66 days to get here.
1: Yeah, that doesn't make any I mean, sense at all. I mean, plan
0: ahead a little bit. What right? do you say we go in April?
1: Right. Yeah, it would have been beautiful for them in April. Yeah. Maybe they mean, could have something. did they not get the something. travel brochures?
0: Did they not know about Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard? Did they not see? They're like, we're going to have to... We're going to have to steer around that Obama house, but it'll be beautiful when we reach the mainland.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it must have been, you know, because that was 1620. There was still, uh, in fact, that was probably the, the peak of the Little Ice Age era, you know, when it was actually frigid cold winters in the Northeast. I mean, yeah, worse cut- than now by a lot. Yeah,
0: by a lot we were just coming out of the little ice age and uh i i just i it it amazes me that people would say that they came here for any other reason this was insanity and the only people crazy enough to do that stuff or think people that think they hear from god oh for sure you know what i mean people Mm -hmm. you know be because Mm -hmm. i know because you know once in a while i'll feel like he talks to me like hey fatso put the fork down and i'll be like no i don't want to put the fat you know that's that's when you know it's from god when he's telling you to do stuff like stop eating so much Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know that's when Mm -hmm. you know that's the only reason why you get onto a boat and go cross the ocean in the middle of the winter is because god said hey fatso you need to lose some weight you're going to be vomiting for 66 days get on the boat (laughs) all right back in just a second is the Glenbeck program. This is the Glenbeck program. Welcome to it. We're in uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, not the place to be, necessarily be in the winter, but I thank you for that. Um, I want to introduce you to a couple of people. Um, first, let me introduce you to Ollie uh Dimacito. I met Ollie yesterday. Uh, and And I want you to as you 're listening in your car or wherever you are, I want you just to realize this this segment is about the impact of two normal people just like you who just wasn 't necessarily thinking big, they thought small what is it i 'm supposed to do and the results are huge um, I also want to interdu- uh, introduce you uh to uh Beth Pereira she and her husband uh owned this building that we're in now this plot number one this beautiful home right across the street from plymouth rock um and you felt compelled to do what you're doing first let me start with you ollie because you are i went to these these float barns uh where you are building these floats and every year this this parade tells a different story right
3: exactly how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for roughly twenty five years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um and it uh you're right it started we kinda took it over at a certain time but you know, I've always had a passion for history, mm-hmm. you know, but uh and I have a more of a passion for America. You know, I immigrated here as a child so coming um- to America Coming to America when I was a little kid was like coming to heaven, actually. And really? That's how we felt. How old were you? I was seven years old. And you came from? Cape Verde, which is on the west coast of Africa, these little islands. They are Portuguese islands. Okay. And, uh, and so it was a big deal for my family to immigrate here. And uh, I remember getting on a ship and really? uh, starting the, you know, the voyage over here and how difficult it was and throwing up the whole way. But, uh, but to us, the opportunity that what everyone knew in Cape Verde, was America was the place, and and why? how about, why why? Well, because well, first of all, you want to get four years of education over there is very difficult. You know, for one of my older brothers to go to a different island to get high school education was more than my father made in a whole month, mm-hmm. so it was impossible. So my mother's dream was to educate her children, and so all of us have been educated college and so on, and we wanted the American dream like everybody else. It's like my story's not unlike anyone else's stories, but I just you know. Uh, I have a passion for why America is America and what America has represented for so many uh, for so long. Why is America America? America is America because it's it's an idea. And it's an idea that not only for me as a Christian, I really believe that, you know, It was in God's sight to see that America would be. There was a reason for it. There's a reason why America exists. And it existed for so many things. Uh, America has totally changed the whole makeup of the world. The world's a different place because America's existed. Mm -hmm. And so to me, And it's because the idea existed. (sighs) Exactly. exactly. And
0: and we've never accomplished, fully accomplished the idea. And the idea is all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights among these life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We've never... We've never completed that, and it's crazy to think that the arrogance to think you could come up with a better mission statement for a country than that, especially when we've not gotten close to even completing
3: that yet. That's because we're in the pro- we're part of that process, and right. so you know, that's what holds it right. up most of the time. Right. But uh, but it's a, it's a great idea. Like for us, for my family, it was really we can go to a place where every dream can be realized. And I mean that sincerely. I mean, my dad didn't have anything. My mom didn't have anything, but we knew that in America we had a chance and it goes deep within inside me. I have a passion for what I do when we celebrate the parade and we tell America's story, because I believe that no one should forget why America exists and why it continues to exist, and we cannot forget, so that we don't allow for what, why it exists to go away, so other people and other generation can't mm-hmm. be benefactors. I want my children, I want my children's children to be able to know uh, why. Their granddad, you know, or or their great-granddad made the voyage to come here. There was a reason. I wanted to be free. And at that time, I didn't even really understand what freedom was. But I soon began to understand what freedom was. And it wasn't easy. So you are, we met
0: at the parade barn or the the float barn where Mm -hmm. you are making these incredible, you were so funny yesterday because I drove up and I saw one of these floats that was out of the barn that you're still working on. And I said to whomever was in the car, I said, maybe it was you, Beth, I said, uh, look, that that is that the golden spike? And when I met you and you said, and we're working on some things and, and, and this is, you know, represents the golden spike. I don't know if you can see it. And I'm like, yeah, it looks just <laughs> like the picture, dude. <laughs> I mean, there's these two big trains that you have built on the back of this float. And you tell, what is the theme this year
3: with the parade? Well, the theme usually always with the parade is prosperity, but the, the theme with the parade is always is telling the great moments in history where the nation paused to give thanks, thanksgiving. So, and I believe anytime we had great accomplishment, like we're also having the Apollo 11 this year, when when this nation has done great things, or we're doing D-Day this year, when we've accomplished things that are far beyond what people can even imagine, I think the nation has said, thank you, Lord, that we've been able mm-hmm. to do these things. I mean, that was a big deal 100, 150 years ago to have the West meet East. You know, that was a huge
0: right. deal. Right, but this is not something that... There's no corporation behind this. There's no big money behind this. There's no big people behind this. It's just you and your church and some other. And it's like a real parade. It's I mean, it's like real yeah it's not one of these ah yeah we you know dressed yeah. up the back of our pickup truck this is real
3: yeah. no it's it's legit and, you know we're, we're obviously the whole nation has taken note of what we do and i think what we do is that we're different because we do tell a story and one of the things that i've always enjoyed about you you're a storyteller and i'm mm-hmm. a storyteller and i do the stories though in a parade. I let the people know the greatness of this land and why we so appreciate it, and why so many appreciate it. And we do it every year differently with different events or different historic events or anniversaries that tell a wonderful story and it's knit together by normal people. You're right, just It's like like, everybody there, nobody's getting paid. That's right, nobody knows who they are, nobody knows their names half the time, but the product is excellent and the story is even better. I have to tell you, you, uh,
0: I went through your barn and what did I say to you? Would you come and build a Zeppelin (laughs) for me because I can't get somebody. That quality that you have done on these floats is beautiful, just beautiful. So I know you have to go back to work and yeah. you're, you're lovely in that outfit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you change? Do you get a change? I before? do. My wife,
3: she puts up stuff for me, but in the, sometimes yeah. I just I sleep in my clothes and get up the next morning yeah. and do it. Sometimes we go through the night for the next day. We're not done to complete it, but it's... it's when it, is the parade? Is the it parade? Sun, this, this, Saturday. this Saturday. It's always the Saturday before Thanksgiving for the main reason that we want people to still enjoy their, their grandmas and their uncles on Thanksgiving Day. We don't want them to be away from their family Thanksgiving yeah. Day. So we do it the weekend before, and you have all the stuff and the excitement of it all Mm. but at the same time you get to be with your family okay
0: i want to introduce you to somebody else who was remarkable but i'm going to take a quick break because i don't want to interrupt it so let me just change uh, stations and break a little bit early here for you um i want you to i want you to meet somebody else who is just like you and realized oh wow. Beth Pereira and her uh, and her husband Jerry uh, own this beautiful home that I'm sitting in on plot number one in Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts. It's, it's right across uh, the street from Plymouth Rock. I had no idea you even knew who I was when I walked up on Saturday, and it was such a nice greeting. Um, and the more I just love you and your husband, the more I get to know you two. You're not. You're not. You're not people that you think of as these movement people. I've been in the movement my whole life. You're just normal people that realize there's something I have to do.
2: Exactly. And I would like to thank you, Glenn, for um, all the millions of people that you've educated and inspired because um, you taught us long ago that um, if you um, looked for truth, you looked for the good in others, and if you um, did something with excellence, we're not alone and that um, when a project something like this came along of um, purchasing the site of the first house uh, we did it and
0: i was shocked when i found out the i don't even know what you really paid for it, but the estimated somebody told me what this was mm-hmm. worth and i thought this would be worth tens of millions of dollars mm-hmm. because of the historic value mm-hmm. and where it is and it says to me that there's not real appreciation for what this is what this street means
2: right you know it's the first street in America as you had mentioned and it's um, the longest in, uh continuously inhabited street in North America mm. and I think um, as we mentioned with 2020 coming up I think the spotlight will be on Plymouth and we have a wonderful opportunity so. a wonderful opportunity to um, to uh, tell the story your
0: husband is from sri lanka he came here at seven yes. just like ollie did. yes he did it, how much of that played a role in the mission with your family
2: well uh, my husband's uh, dad uh, brought him to uh, america when he was seven years old they immigrated and he learned that america was the land of freedom and as our journey progressed we um are we found ourselves um 20 miles north of Plymouth, and heard of uh, the Pilgrims and all that they had done to contribute to the birthing of our nation. And he um, studied under a gentleman who's now deceased, but he had spent 50 years studying in the archives. And Jerry spent two nights a week, four hours a night, um, studying with this man, Charles Wolfe. And what he learned was that he was a pilgrim. He was a pilgrim and that he loved America. He had always loved America since he came. But what
0: does it mean he's a pilgrim? What does it mean to be a pilgrim?
2: To be a pilgrim is to embrace the, um, the idea that the pilgrims had when they, they came here. They came here for religious and civil liberty. They came here knowing that all men were created equal in the image of God, and to um, make the world a better place when you left. So it allows you to worship God freely, but it also allows others to do the same.
0: I think um, we're doing a show uh, at five o'clock, and and by the way, um, we, we're going to take phone calls after this broadcast, and you can call in at 727 seven B E C K if you if you want to talk about um, Thanksgiving, um, what to teach your kids for Thanksgiving. We really have to, um, we, we really really have to pay attention this Thanksgiving because I think, and I think you would agree. We're on the edge we're on the very edge
2: we are and um i think a lot of people are looking for um ways to teach that and i think um we have materials to teach that about right. the pastor john robinson how he taught his congregation what the mayflower compact actually said some of the psalms that um sing about the praises and thankfulness of a, a people that
0: You've put this you put this together in a small little PDF that mm-hmm. is easy to have, you know, just on your iPad or your phone at the Thanksgiving dinner uh, table. Just read it. It's it's not long um, and you can read it and then break it up amongst your family mm-hmm. to share these messages. Um, but you can find that at 400th, that's four hundredth. That's for the number four zero zero TH 400th, four hundredth dot org. Um, you can get videos of where we are at right now, this amazing home what What do you use this for now what
2: it's it's used um, for things like you 're doing for filming it 's used um, where uh, historians come and speak here it 's used um to uh, tell the story uh, we have We had visitors from um, England uh last Saturday and they came just because they left Southampton where the pilgrims originally left really? and wanted to step into this house and actually pray over us. Mm. So every week is different. Uh it's Jerry open. said
0: sometimes people just in they- the summer they'll just open up the front door in the living room because they think it's like a museum and <laughs> they're like, No no hello? Yeah a lot it's our of, house.
2: Yeah, a lot of filming is done here. A lot of um guest speakers come in for mm. the uh to speak on history. Um a lot of um, pastors come here do you
0: a little uh-huh. overwhelmed at any time to I mean I own some I own Washington's compass I own mm-hmm. some really amazing mm-hmm. things um, and I don't own them I keep them for the next generation and whoever is going to be the steward the next time
2: mm-hmm.
0: do you are you ever overwhelmed of what you're the steward of
2: at times I am and then I think well God called us to this stewardship and so I um, ask him in which direction I should uh, go, and it um, one of those I, it's sobering, to... it is, yeah. uh, because of the sacrifice of the pilgrims. If you really study them, you fall in love with them, and you think, who had that type of courage and passion and um, perseverance and commitment to carry out what they did, knowing that half of them would, would, would not survive?
0: I know, uh, I heard the story this weekend of the 14 women. Uh, mm-hmm. or 18 women mm-hmm. uh, that made the trip and, and lasted and got here. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of winter, only four of them only were four. alive. Mm-hmm. And it was because they were shielding their children from the cold, they weren't eating themselves so their children could eat. I mean, the sacrifice of these people is amazing.
2: Exactly. And this is the year of the woman. Uh, so oh, we'll, n- they'll be honoring-
0: 1920, right?
2: They'll be honoring them um, all throughout the year. Yeah. And so we invite- um, good everybody to come and
0: um, I invite you to uh, again um, come up for the uh, festival you can come up for the parade which is next Saturday here if you happen to want to get involved or you can donate it all for the parade that's USA usathanksgiving.com, USAThanksgiving.com. Uh, you'll find out all the information there. They are, I mean, these are just regular people that are putting on this amazing event. If you want to get involved, great. If not, just come up. Also, this summer, there is uh, something you can find out about at plymrock.org, P-L-Y-M-rock.org. We will be up here next summer. Uh, and also, 400th.org, th. Go to that website now and get the documentations, get the things that you should be sharing with your family next week at Thanksgiving. This is the Glenn Beck Program.